0: What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sap. It's July thirteenth. It's the Fightful Wrestling Podcast. We got plenty of stuff on Fightful. We had that UFC two fifty one review. We uh, revealed the hiring of Shaquille Majuri, who's going to head up the Fightful MMA side starting next month. Very excited about that. Follow him at Fight Shack Fight. But we we've got some some shakeup this week. Denise is going to be on the list and you girl again Wednesday. Then back that, to back. Yay. Exactly. Uh, Louis is going to be out Wednesday night. So Carlos Toro will fill in for him on AEW versus NXT. And now on Fridays, Warren will be stepping out. Jeremy Lambert will be stepping in on Fridays. You can catch him. Like four times a week on Fightful now. He's our lead wrestling writer. We'll have a unique perspective on the SmackDown shows. This Saturday, I'm doing an Impact Slam anniversary post show with Steven Jensen of the Fightful Select Weekender podcast. And then Sunday night is Extreme Rules. I'll be here with Jeff Hawkins. There's so much going on. UFC 251 was this weekend. There's two UFC shows this week. Ah, oh, it's too much. Too much. But that wasn't it. I did an interview with Leon St. Giovanni, who uh, talked Virtual Basement's new video game, the ROH Talent Meeting, Synergy Pro, and then I did a big interview with Kylie Ray. I was so excited to finally get that out there. I've wanted to interview her for so long. She talks about signing with AEW, signing with Impact, coming back from her absence. Make sure you check that out. And of course, I still have that Mordecai, Kevin Thorne interview that I want a lot of you to see. But Denise, how you doing?
2: I'm doing really good. And by the way, I checked out the Kylie interview and it was really good. I I thought it was pretty interesting hearing her talk about how she landed that opportunity with AEW. I thought that was a really a big highlight of the interview.
0: Yeah, I was very excited. I mean, I don't think it's I, – I, if anybody who watches the interview, you can kind of tell the subject of the release was not something that was comfortable being broached and that was established ahead of time. But I said, "Hey, do you mind talking about some other AEW stuff?" And she said, "Yeah, sure. I don't mind that at all." So I was very happy about that, and uh, I, you know, I wanted to respect her wishes. And w- if she ever wants to tell why exactly she left AEW, that's her story to tell. But she feels like she said her piece on social media, and we left that at that. But there, there was still a lot of AEW stuff in there, and she seems very. She seemed very upbeat about her time in AEW, contrary to what a lot of people say. And you are not going to be upbeat about this super chat that we just got from the Dallas fan 1982. Taylor Swift can't sing. Lady Gaga is way better than Taylor Swift on so many levels.
2: That's not a hill I would die on, bro. (laughs) In the nicest way possible. I say that with kindness.
0: Damn. Manny Santos (laughs) says, was it me or did tonight's show sometimes feel like a Paul Heyman show? A lot of Paul Heyman projects were on tonight. It did feel that way with Shayna and Bianca coming back, but yeah, I mean... It did kind of. There there was more setting the stage than finality, and it seemed like everything that Paul Heyman was doing was setting the stage for down the line, down the line, down the line. It's just down the line never got there, Denise.
2: I think the first hour and a half of Raw was really, really solid, and then the rest was pretty good, too. Um, but I think it's not even specifically like, oh, the Paul Heyman projects. I think eventually down the line we had to see these people you know, featured or focused on throughout the show, especially given that you know there are certain people that we saw return today that we had a lot of question marks about and finally we're looking to get some answers and then obviously storylines that we've been following for quite some time now.
0: Reminder guys, if you're watching on youtube.com slash fightful, leave a thumbs up, subscribe, leave a comment, and if you're watching live, send a super chat any amount, get your question or statement right on the air. And hey, while you're here, Do us a favor, we're on Facebook. Go like us, facebook.com slash Fightful Online. Instagram's the same thing. Also, we have an MMA and boxing YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Fightful MMA Boxing. Anakin JMP says, I hate reputation, but I will defend Taylor's ability to sing, especially her early country-style albums. What do you have to say about that, Denise? Because I have nothing to say about
2: that. I have one sentence, and that is, The Reputation Stadium tour sold out across the globe, and Taylor Swift did no media for that whatsoever. So that should tell you everything about the Reputation album.
0: I just want to say that is a line you have definitely repeated before. This is not the first time you've said that. Black!
2: This is I you, I've been a Taylor Swift fan since forever, okay? I was 14 years old when I discovered Taylor Swift. I'm 28 now. I've been defending her my more than half my life, okay? Yeah. So, or half my life. I'm bad at math. The point is I've been defending her for a long time. I'm well prepared.
0: I could see it. We have a super chat. Somebody asks, who do you see showing up at Impact Slammiversary this weekend? I don't know that there's anybody that...
3: If you are going to truly evolve, you have to admit who you are. Not just to yourself, to everyone. You were happy once. You were accomplished, proud, loved. But your past does not dictate your future. It doesn't matter who you were as a person, how good you were, how nice, how caring, how professional. When you've been beaten down long enough, that person is never coming back. Now, there isn't a part of your body or your psyche that has been wounded, covered in scars. You must break every attachment to your past to liberate your future. Because only after your destruction can you be resurrected. Become the person you were always supposed to be. Without pain, without regrets, without betrayal, without sacrifice, you have nothing. And you sacrificed your body, your soul, your mind. Twice, you had to perish in your previous form to be reborn. Something transcendent. You will become free. You will enter your final form. You will finish what you started. You have been warned.
0: have a super chat from evan right where he says wish raw would go by more swiftly hmm.
2: i like that Thumbs Rafael up. garcia
0: says is he allowed to use that footage or is WWE not found out yet and then one from anakin jmp that says if ec3 can hack fightful then jimmy needs to upgrade the servers <laughs> news to me news to me <laughs> i have an interview with ec3 up from february you all should check that out Wild boy, uh, send him your love at it's wild boy on Twitter. He says, "Fightful has really made me want to retire as a chef and go to school for journalism so I can work for you." Hey, you don't have to have a journalism degree; just just learn the trade uh, exceptionally, and opportunities are out there every every so often. It is long hours and not great pay when you're starting out. That's that's the nature of uh, wrestling media, unfortunately. Uh, Eloquent says, "Missed Raw tonight. We're catching up and off-topic." What did you think of Evil joining Bullet Club and him defeating and Naito for both belts? You're not much of a New Japan girl, are you?
2: I am, actually. I've been a little bit behind, but I do follow the product, for sure.
0: What did you think of Evil becoming a double champion? It seems like it's being overdone in wrestling right now, but I like it. And here's the thing. Do I believe he's there right now? No. But do I trust New Japan's booking based on history? Yeah, I sure do.
2: Yeah, and the thing is, like, to be honest, I wasn't expecting it whatsoever. It kind of even took me a double take when I read the news, especially because there's guys like Ishii Ibushi who haven't gotten the title. So it's kind of surprising, especially because, I, you know, he's a good wrestler. But I think that the people that have held the IWGP title are exceptional, great wrestlers that are that are at another level. You know, you have Tanahashi, Naito Okada. Those guys are at a different level But because of, you know, past champions, I it feels different to have a mess champion, but I'm not gonna disregard it whatsoever.
0: You can only do Okada Tanahashi Naito so many times and then whatever random white guy is I don't wanna say random white guy (laughs) is there, AJ Styles, then Omega, then Jay White, you throw them into the mix. I, I like evil being Put on uh, on that pedestal I, I really like that Throwback27, make sure you guys check out his show YouTube.com slash throwback27 Give him good feedback, constructive criticism As he grows uh, He says early night uh, tonight for me Thank you Sean and Denise for making it better for me As I'll be listening on my way to closing on my mom's house uh, He says Sasha's going to win the raw belt Sunday Thank you Fightful, stay wicked Hey we appreciate Throwback so much One of our, our great friends here I'm most excited for Sasha versus Asuka on Sunday, by far.
2: Really? I'm most excited for the Eye for an Eye match. (laughs) And only because (sighs) of my pure curiosity. And I like to look at things that are unexpected and creative. Mm. Or creative. In a different term.
0: The line drive says, calling it now, Hiromu wins the G1. That would be great. You put him on that pedestal as well. And he's more than capable. Hiromu is fantastic.
2: Not only that, has returned back when many thought that it wasn't going to happen.
0: Yeah. The Dallas Fan 1982 says, WWE needs a big new group. Call them the Brotherhood. Have them put together by Heyman and create a huge takeover angle on Raw and SmackDown. I don't want to see any integration between Raw and SmackDown besides that women's title and the 24-7 title and things that are, are done that way. Putting people with Heyman isn't necessarily a golden ticket. Look at Cesaro. Look at Ryback. Look at Curtis Axel it just doesn't work like that unfortunately Cyclops is better than Wolverine says evil becoming champ was so out of left field in a good way I agree sometimes unpredictable's good sometimes unpredictable's bad and predictability goes the same way Denise
2: and how in what way you mean like predictability because I feel like it it kind of to me. <clears throat> I'm still not sold on the idea, like, in the nicest way possible. Sure, and I remember and a lot of people felt that way about JY, and I was like, I see it immediately yeah. with JY, but I don't necessarily see it immediately with him.
0: The reason why I'm for it, at least as of now, is because I'll reserve judgment, because New Japan has not failed me repeatedly with their booking.
2: That's that's very true. That's 100% true.
0: There, there haven't been a ton of times where I've been like, oh, New Japan... I mean when they kept strolling Izuka out there, sure, I didn't need to see him in those goddamn iron fingers all the time, but uh Anakin JMT says Denise, I ate strawberries today and thought of you. Evan Wright Ma'am,
2: my teeth hurt just thinking about well, that.
0: Evan Wright says, Hot take, Bushiroad Road made evil a top guy to lure Eo back to Japan to work stardom. Hiromu is such a star, I love him so much. Shingo is also my favorite. They have a whole crop of people in Shingo, in Hiromu, in Evil. They're, they're the next batch, and I like that. I like that. And you know they're the next batch, Denise. It's not like, oh, well, they have the potential, and is going to throttle them. It's not like that.
2: No, there's definitely a different journey for guys in Japan and how they start off and then where they end up and all of that. So, yeah, totally different, different career trajectories.
0: Reminder, guys, get those super chats in. Let's talk Monday Night Raw. VIP lounge, they they use intentional hyperbole about Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler's influence about how D- Drew would never be there and yada yada and it, it's meant to insult our intelligence it's not something that they're just throwing out there like, this really happened it's obviously hyperbole so I was okay with it but here's where I'm not okay with it Ziggler lost three WWE title matches during a feud last year he lost a six man WWE Tag Team title match the year before. In 2017, he lost two top contender matches. In December 2016, he lost the title match on SmackDown as well. Nobody believes after, let's see, like nine straight opportunities over the last three and a half years that he stands a chance. Drew walks in and punches him in the face.
2: Exactly. And that's kind of like the down part, too, because obviously Drew McIntyre's reign as champion hasn't necessarily been like, oh, my God, anything to talk about yet. And that's just because he hasn't had credible opponents where you think, oh, man, like this is a big deal. And Dolph Ziggler, as much as I like the guy, like, I don't think this is going, you know, the way that I think people are like really excited about. And the only thing that's I think getting people sort of excited for their match is the fact that we still have the mystery factor of what the stipulation might be but other than that I don't see anybody talking like hey I'm really excited about Dov Ziggler Drew McIntyre and it's because of what you just mentioned that he hasn't necessarily been on that path where you actually think he may have a chance and I get it obviously he's just you know an opponent for right now and that's fine and all but it's just uh it's not enough yet to get us I'm not buying it
0: Did you see my pitch for what match they should have done instead of eye for an eye?
2: I did, actually.
0: (laughs) The sacrifice match where you rip a person's ball sack off. Maybe that's what Dolph will choose.
2: Had you said that like a couple of months ago, I'd have been like, oh, it's outrageous. (laughs) But after the eye for an eye uh, stipulation, uh, outrageous isn't something that I can necessarily say anymore.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> Whew. Well, later, Dolph interrupts Drew by attacking him. They do a pull apart brawl. Ryan Walden says, "Denise, you're definitely a heel. All heels change their hair. I love it. <laughs> I know.
2: I've been like in a mood to just like switch up my hair. Like every single day, it's hey, different.
0: It's, that's what Naomi does. I'm all for it." Anakin JMT says, "If Ziggler had been able to win his 2016 feud with Miz over the IC title." He could be ready for a real WWE title run now. I don't think so. I mean, 2013 was his hottest point. The the problem with Ziggler is they go to that well every single year. But then he never wins every single year. So we all know by now. So even if he had won that feud, if they kept going to that well, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, it, it doesn't much matter.
2: I think the ship has sailed because even then, even for there to be, like, there has to be some sort of the fans even wanting it. And I don't think there's a huge amount of fans that are necessarily saying right now Dov Ziggler needs this push right now because it's his moment. There was that moment there, like you just mentioned, but now, like, it, it really just the ship sailed. And I think there needs to be some sort of reinvention for him.
0: Evan Wright says, I demand Sean Warren and Denise talk New Japan together on Select Someday. Would love that. Really want to hear more New Japan thoughts from Denise. We'll get some more on the list and your girl on Wednesday. We're going to talk a little bit more about evil. We're going to talk a little bit more about New Japan. I'm so glad to see them back. Wear your fucking masks. That way we can get fans back in the crowd, people.
2: (sighs) Don't even get me started on that. I'm so depressed.
0: (laughs) The Dallas Fan 1982 says, Taylor Swift may have sold out an arena or whatever, but she doesn't have an Oscar like my girl Lady Gaga.
2: Uh, stadium. Stadium's bigger than arena. And don't Ooh, worry, Taylor wow. Swift will get there.
0: Zach Connor says, The more I watch Angel Garza, the more I think he's going to be a future WWE star and hopefully WWE champion. Legit one of my favorite guys right now. Hard for me to disagree right now. So we get this interview with Charlie Caruso backstage, and he's he's wooing her and all that stuff, and Zelina's talking, talking that shit. But then the Viking Raiders come up, and it's like... Am I supposed to take them seriously just just cuz Big Show threw some soft chops at them last week and got them serious? The last um. fi- the last 5 months really ruined them in my eyes and that's unfortunate because they're so good. But then Ivar takes the rose that Garza had and gives it to Charlie cuz she thinks uh she thinks he's hot. But we did get an elimination match out of this and it was really good. It was one of my favorite things on this show because it was oddly booked for WWE and I like that like except for one spot and Andrade and Garza didn't really cheat that much they they came in and attacked Ivar and sure that was that was scummy but Andrade and Garza overpowered Eric and pinned him with a hammerlock DDT my one of my favorite spots was Ivar ducking Garza throwing his pants like he just ducked under it and made the tag he he just walloped uh I think it was garza with a wheel kick and the thing that i liked the most was andrade sacrificed himself for garza he ate like a handspring back elbow so garza didn't this is a cool quality to see out of a heel team and then garza even though he cheated earlier got the clean pin off of a power bomb in the corner i thought this was pretty cool denise
2: I loved this. Okay, so first of all, the segment we're backstage with Charlie. I gotta say that was so funny. I loved it, and the, one of the things that I think were, were like the were the highlights was how Garza was reacting to everything. Like the whole time, I just kept like looking to see what his reaction was gonna yeah. be. So I thought that played off like really funny. Uh, Actually, for the actual match, I love the way that it started because I like how all these guys work together. In particular, uh, for this match, I love seeing Ivar and Angel Garza work together because I like the speed in which they both complemented each other uh, very well. Um, So I really, really enjoyed all of that. And I love the finish. I thought the finish looked, looked pretty cool, and it looked a little bit different from what we've been seeing normally. So I also feel that this match, you know, like you mentioned, the Viking Raiders necessarily haven't been as hot as they were, you know, in the beginning. But today, I think, was a nice reminder of, hey, like, they, they have pretty great moments when they're in the ring, and this was just a reminder of that. But also, in the end, when we were seeing... Uh angel garza and andrade sort of like you know have like their moment afterwards like when they were celebrating i just kept thinking to myself man when these two finally like you know go off against each other like it is going to be so great because like you just see it like you see you just see like the the charisma and like the energy just like waiting to come off of that like it's going to be really good when it happens
0: I'm very excited for that. And in the meantime, I'm ready for for Garza and Andrade to have a good tag run. They are such a premium team. Such a premium team. And I'm ready for that. This was a great aspect of Raw tonight. The Viking Raiders, right now, they can take a loss. They can take a loss. And hopefully we don't see this match a 100 goddamn times more in the next two months. Because that's just what they do. That's just what they do. We'll see a singles match from both of them the next few weeks. Ugh. DJ the kid says, Denise haven't liked Taylor since she almost ruined Kendrick's career with that horrible feature. Hashtag Team Kanye.
2: I'm not even going to comment on that, okay? Because Damn. I'm just going to make y'all feel bad and I don't want to keep being mean on this podcast. I'm trying to be a nice person Hollywood's here. Hollywood Salcedo. <laughs> okay? no. I'm trying to be nice here. I'm trying not to lose it.
0: <laughs> Evan Wright says, Hope Dolph picks a karaoke contest for the WWE title.
2: Oh, my God. Don't remind me about that, okay? I'm sorry, but I I, I, I texted my fiancé, and I was like, please make time to see this karaoke segment. I'm sorry, but you need to see this because – of not good reason. Okay, I'm I hope you were
0: not going to no, say it was good. No, not
2: because I was going to say like, it was great. I was like, you just need to see Let, what happened.
0: Let's save it for Wednesday. That's a listen you, boy, listen you girl topic. But Drew loses it due to his Scottish accent, so he doesn't take the pin, put over Dolph Strong. Well, when people sing, they usually drop the accent, which was, which is kind of interesting. Uh Evan Wright also says Raw feels like such Groundhog Day stuff. Seems like it's all the same with some tweaks, but Bianca and Shayna are back. Scream audio and the graphics sucks. Well, I, let's talk about Bianca coming back. Uh she shows up to aid Ruby Riot. She is getting uh, Ruby Riot's getting trolled by the Iconics and lives home. I mean, there's a lot of people that are home right now and we don't know why. Apollo, Liv, Otis, Tucker. But Bianca being back, long overdue. She hasn't wrestled in three months. To bring her back in a tag team, a little weird to me. But she's sitting at 10-0 and 0 right now on the main roster, so you could do a lot worse. I'm here for Bianca and Iconic promos. I'm all for that. Iconics have gotten a lot better in the ring, but this, this was an easy win for Bianca. Uh, I like the handspring that knocked Peyton off the apron. It's Ruby's first win since they were building for the ronda rousey match back in february of last year but i loved this Uh, i could have thought of a lot better ways than to bring uh, bianca back but i liked it
2: yeah and it's funny because prior before she actually came out it was just ruby riot and the iconics i was like oh these backstage segments they were funny but they're not working anymore because we keep seeing ruby riot get pinned so she kind of loses that cool girl factor when she's you know when she's going up against the Iconics and they're talking smack but then when Bianca came out I was like oh okay great this is awesome uh the actual match I mean really it was just a reminder that Bianca Belair is hella athletic man and so strong and I when she goes out there and she does stuff it was just extremely noticeable how How clean she does everything. She doesn't do anything sloppy. And you can just like tell, like, how sharp she is at everything that she does. And so it was just kind of like a nice reminder of that. Was it random? Yes. Was I expecting her? No. Am I glad she's here? Yes.
0: To me, when you've got this star level talent, why are you sticking them on main event? Why are you doing that? Put them on this show, this show that badly needs it. And that's what we saw tonight. And we saw more of it. Uh, R-Truth is backstage. He's very confused about who he's facing tonight. Cedric and Ricochet help him fight off ninjas. But R-Truth is like, going out to the ring, Tozawa, we're going to have a match. But instead, everybody gets out there. The ninjas, R-Truth, and Shayna Baszler just comes out and kicks the living shit out of the ninjas. I like that. I like that she didn't beat up Tozawa or R-Truth necessarily. They hit the bricks. But, um... She beat up a bunch of ninjas. I liked, I liked the shredded shirt, too. That was very cool. It's a different look. And she says that she's tired of sitting around and waiting. Our truth leaves. First off, what did you think of her return? Because I was, I'm glad she's back on the show after two months.
2: Well, obviously, I'm glad that she's back, but I thought that the way that she came in, though, was, like, super random as well. Sure. Where she comes in, and she's re- she looks like she's really pissed at Tozawa, and I'm like, man, what did he do to her? <laughs> and she's, like, eyeing him, like, directly, and I'm thinking, what did I miss here? And so, when she goes in there, and she beats up the ninjas, and I'm thinking, okay, like, this is just so... So out of left field. And so afterwards, I honestly thought that she was going to go for the 24-7 bout. And I thought, okay, that's not necessarily what I would have expected from her. It's weird. But at the same time, I'm here for it. Okay, I'm not completely like I wouldn't have been against it had it happened. And so once I had that little tease, I kind of wanted it more. And so when it didn't happen, I was a little bit bummed. But I was like, all right, maybe it was too far I don't know and uh, Uh, I wanted it uh, too.
0: I I wanted her to win it and then I wanted her to like go around backstage basically looking for somebody to fight like she's looking for somebody to defend her title against and she just drags random people out and chokes them out and she's like okay defended it again defended it again and they're like we don't want the title don't don't do this to me I thought this it would have be
2: have... good to show like oh people are afraid of her like is it, it isn't how like when everybody wants to go you know and get the belt from our troop? like no people are second guessing themselves with Shayna.
0: Yeah. Uh I I would have loved it. I would have loved it. Um <laughs> there's speculation that Malcolm Bivens was one of the ninjas.
2: <laughs> really? <laughs>
0: I wish he was. I wish he was. Uh, so Jonathan Hedman says, who has a better record in 2020, Royce or Spears? Not, not trying to bury you or anything here, buddy, but I don't think you watch AEW if you, if that's even a question. Sean Spears has won like four in a row. He's won like seven of his last eight. Sean Spears is on a hot streak lately outside of losing to, uh, Dustin Rhodes. Sean Spears hasn't lost since his, uh, TNT title tournament match. Like he's been booked really well. Beat Brian Pillman Jr. on dark last week. So he, he's been doing really well over there. I, I'm, I'm liking what they're doing with Sean Spears. Uh, Devin Wright says, Jeff Hawkins appreciation super chat. Yeah, he'll be here on Sunday with me. Azo Smith says, unexpected fact I learned today. At 133 plus days, Street Profits have the longest title reign on Raw, uh, for the tag title since New Day's record reign in 2016. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that nobody even hit a hundred days before Street Profits since new day it was a very hopped around uh title by the way uh, cyclops is better than wolverine sent that malcolm bivens super chat but anakin jmt says couldn't watch the show but happy to hear bianca and shana are back on tv but how long till they're back off i think they're back on now denise i don't think they're gonna do that again
2: They're needed, especially right now with, like you mentioned, so many people not being there consistently every week. And especially right now that, you know, ratings aren't that great. You're going to want to have some, you know, some new faces, somebody that people are talking about. And people are obviously going to talk about people like Shayna and Bianca.
0: And somebody said in matches that actually matter, Peyton has a better record than Sean Spears. I disagree. Um. Every match matters in AEW because your record matters. You winning three or four matches in a row matters. They do that a lot. They'll have somebody against three jobbers in a row on Dark, and they'll say, well, you know what? They're on a three-fight winning streak. Give them a title shot or something like that. That stuff matters a lot more in AEW, and it's been proven time and time again with how they book stuff. Oh, man. Seth Rollins made chicken salad out of chicken shit with this eye-for-an-eye thing. He tells Murphy that sometimes he has to make sacrifices, and he thought Mysterio was speaking in metaphors, but now he's being forced to give Rey Mysterio a new beginning, one without seeing sunsets or his wife or his son. I like this promo. What did you think?
2: I have to agree and it's because he added a seriousness to the eye for an eye stipulation. Obviously we're all coming on here, and we're cracking jokes and whatever because it's, you know, it's very out there. Uh, But the fact that he because, okay, think about it. You're in an eye for an eye match. Not only are you fearing the fact that your eye may be removed, but you're also having to be this different type of human that is willing to go out and remove someone's eye. So, I mean, if I'm in a situation like that, I'm going to start thinking to myself, like, am I able to do this so the fact that he actually came out and showed some sort of remorse or some sort of concern over the fact that Rey Mysterio is not well, I think he said not going to be able to look at sunsets or see his uh, I don't even remember what he mentioned but the point is that he mentioned all of these different like little scenarios that Rey Mysterio would be missing out on and so I actually liked that little touch of it because it made it it felt more serious
0: yeah uh, Kevin Owens comes out and name drops Jean-Pierre Lafitte, who people today will know as PCO, and his eye patch. I thought that was funny. But Rollins calls on Murphy to help him, and Aleister Black makes the save. White Knight Aleister Black. Always just <laughs> rushing in on his, on his steed to save the day. That's... That's Alistair Black. You mean uh,
2: he's coming in on his white horse. Uh-huh. Some people Damn. might get that.
0: Damn, <laughs> man. I I, I love Alistair Black. I love Murphy. I don't need to see them wrestle again. Murphy... First off, black mass on Murphy and Seth Rollins causes a DQ. Why are we protecting Murphy? He's lost to Alistair eight times. They've wrestled nine times since December. I'm done seeing this match. And this is what I fear they're going to do with Viking Raiders and Angel Garza and Andrade now. I think we're going to see, like, 15 combinations of the same match. I don't need to see this anymore. I love these two guys. I just don't need to see it.
2: Right. And I think after tonight, one of the questions I was asking myself was, what has Buddy Murphy at this point now uh, benefited from being a part of this storyline? Because if you really think about it, like, yeah, he's been consistently on TV, all of that. But what else? I don't feel any new layer has been added to Buddy Murphy. He has sort of became a background person. In the beginning, he had a little bit more mysterious more mysterious thing to him where people were wondering, like, why he joined in with Seth Rollins. But now there's nothing else surrounding him. He's just Buddy Murphy. He's just Seth Rollins' friend. So I think that we need to add another layer to Buddy Murphy or give him something where people are actually care.
0: Well, Ray and Dom made the save, cause you know, you got, when, when there's one guy in the ring, you gotta have four people to make the save. But Seth Rollins gets beat by Kevin Owens. This was a good match. It went a long time. Uh, the, uh, nice super kick on Rollins out of. Say
1: goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off. My rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. What's the
4: easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify?
0: have a back body dropped attempt a great ddt uh, there were some stunner attempts some stomp attempts i thought we were going to see the super fisherman's buster come back i missed that move so much but instead owens gets his eyes raked i thought that was a really good spot when you're building to an eye for an eye match but you're still going to have this this guy lose have him go for the eyes i thought that was a really really nice touch and i don't think that seth rollins needs to win in this role his whole thing is that he's saving people and he's, he's making people better. But he's not better. He's losing. So eventually his buddies are going to see this and be like, what are you doing for us? And that will lead to some sort of splintering. I thought this was fine. You didn't need to have Owens lose, especially after Owens won at WrestleMania. Keep him over. Rollins is going to be over no matter what. He's going to gouge somebody's eyes out this weekend. But what did you think?
2: I thought that the match went longer than I expected for some reason I thought they were just going to like end it like fast I don't know why I just kind of had that feeling but I was wrong Uh, I think one of the aspects that I actually liked more about this match in particular was the fact that you had Aleister Black then you had Rey Mysterio Dominic outside like looking in and they were just so focused and I I thought that they felt really invested in what was happening inside the ring so it sort of made it feel like more of a big deal so I liked all of that I liked how you know Seth Rollins had nowhere to go in every direction that he went there was you know you know, he was going to clash in with somebody else. So I actually like that perspective of the, of the match. Uh, the match itself I thought was perfectly fine. Like, I mean, it was nothing uh, nothing that I haven't seen Seth and Kevin Owens do.
0: I'm, I'm with you there. I'm with you there. Reminder, guys, uh, get your Super Chats in. We'll read them on the air. Matthew Garrett says, I don't know how Seth gets out of this gimmick. Just needs to be Seth. Please give Ray the win. Obviously not take his eye for real, but leave Seth changed. I agree. Seth needs to evolve from here. Here's the thing. Seth being Seth didn't work last year. And that's WWE's fault for making him go out there and be like, rah, rah. Yay.
2: (laughs) See, and I feel totally opposite. I actually like Seth Rollins more now as this Messiah character. And I think it was because of what you mentioned. It just wasn't working with him going out, trying to be a cheerleader, whatever. It wasn't working. The point is that I like Seth Rollins more now.
0: Ed Call says, is Seth going to lose Sunday? Then he's uh, then he's CrossFit Jesus. He creates a replacement eye by the start of Raw. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well played. Well played. Matthew Garrett says, Owens versus Rollins over the U.S. title. Classics, please. But I don't know where the hell Apollo is right now. I don't know what the hell he's doing. I mean, you can only speculate, but hope he's okay. Eloquent says, Red Ruby riots last TV victory was February 2019 w t f yeah for that Ronda Rousey build in february it's it's rough it's rough Rick Flair That's tries to really talk some time. Rick Flair tries to talk some sense in a big show backstage we get an orton video and he runs down his friends in the business why edge Christian and Big Show all failed him as a friend and he has a pretty threatening proposal if Rick Flair compromises their friendship but I think we all expect that to eventually happen don't we Denise
2: yeah, I definitely think so. I feel like it's a there has to be a reason for all of this because it kind of just felt like a plug-in, and now there has to be some sort of reason.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm with you. So Orton is facing our truth, and Orton says he has respect for entertaining, respect for our truth, entertaining fans, but he's just going to be another chapter. Ric Flair says that Orton's going to be generous and just RKO him instead of punting truth. Truth quickly baits Orton, but misses his finish, eats an RKO. That's it. I thought this was fine to do what you're going to do there.
2: Yeah, it was fast. I mean, I wasn't expecting anything from this match whatsoever. So it was just kind of like, all right, get it in there.
0: So then Big Show makes the save, and Orton says the punt wasn't even meant for Truth. It was meant for Big Show, and they set up an unsanctioned match for next week. I'd like for this to end with Big Show getting punted. I mean.
2: Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. There's I mean, a chat.
0: Rafael Garcia says, Who would you pick as Legend Killer 2.0 to hunt Orton? As he is basically a legend at this point. Killer, or Karrion Cross? I think, would be a good call if he were on Raw. I think a more demented version of Randy Orton would be good. It's like I've mentioned on AEW. Like I could see MJF kind of going halfway babyface if there's a person who's such a bastard that like even MJF is, is like you're a real piece of shit and like he's like you know when the villain becomes the babyface for like one week type of thing. I think that'd be Orton. Like he's got to find somebody more deranged than him, and I think that Carrion Cross could do that. Uh, Killian Cross, whatever the hell they're, they're they're calling him on any, any given day. <laughs> Uh, Matthew Garrett says, Randy Orton for WWE Champion 2020 with Drew Chasing. I love tonight's show. Way better. Loved EST and Basler back. Let's go. Do you see Orton as champion?
2: In the future, I just, I, I feel like right now I just still want more of Drew McIntyre. I just don't think that we've got it. We haven't gotten that. I don't know, the thing that we want from him, like that moment, that satisfaction, it hasn't came yet. So I still kind of want to go see where the how. I want to see its full potential. I want to see him ride it out.
0: Bobby Lashley takes on Ricochet. MVP talked some trash to Ricochet and implied that he uh, sent something to Cedric last week. What do you think he sent to him?
2: I don't know. What are my options?
0: Strawberries, probably.
2: <laughs> Hopefully not.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think it's probably strawberries. What other fruits do you hate?
2: Oh God, I hate all fruits mainly, unless they're in a drink substance. I only like bananas.
0: Damn. <laughs> what the hell? Uh, Lashley is really exciting. Gets these smaller wrestlers. Like he caught Ricochet midair with that Yokosuka cutter and destroyed Ricochet in the middle of a handspring and full Nelson them. That was really cool. Uh, if I'm Cedric and Ricochet, I'm like, where's Apollo? Why didn't he help us? Like, we helped him. Cedric got exactly. a full Nelson Slam, but Lashley's looking great these days.
2: I think he's been looking good the past several weeks, so that's been nice for him to have because for a while he just wasn't going anywhere doing anything, but now it's been like a full flip for him, which is great. Um, This match itself, though, I didn't feel like it was anything special. Like It was fine, but uh, I I didn't feel like it was anything like exciting for me.
0: Yeah, I'm with you, Uh, but I just think that these short segments worked out pretty well. I think these are working out really well for Bobby Lashley. They're making him look great. Anakin says, did Denise not get fruit as a kid?
2: I don't know. They fed me a bunch of bad stuff. I ate, like, soda and candy and carbs. Like, I don't know how to say man. It's that Mexican diet. They just give you the fatty food and you eat it and it's
0: great. (sighs) What the hell's wrong with you? (laughs) Matthew Garrett says, Drew's title run reminds me of Cena's first run when drafted to Raw. Facing Jericho and Christian first. Without getting bigger names right away. Yeah, but a lot of... You might forget, Christian was massively over at that point. Like, if they would have put the title on Christian back then, a lot of people would have been like, okay. A lot of people thought Christian was, like, ready to break through and be that champion. Instead, he left. He went to TNA. He became the anchor of their show. Like, it's just... It's the way it is. It's it's like they, they weren't able to hold on to some people back then... And those were a couple of them. Uh, we had Jordan King saying, Who do you guys think should be the next James Bond? I think it should be uh, Taylor Swift.
2: Bro, it should. She's the man.
0: There you go. <laughs> there you go.
2: Your facial expression. I was like, what is he thinking? <clears throat> I was like, <laughs> where is he going with this?
0: Eloquent says, Hashtag Denise is over party. Oh, damn. damn. Oh,
2: man. You know, I. it's okay. I could be canceled. I could mm. take it.
0: <laughs> well, you know. Uh, Golden Role Models defeated the Kabuki Warriors to retain the title. Is this how you saw this going?
2: Um, Yes. I didn't think that we would be seeing the Kabuki Warriors win whatsoever. Uh, but the fact that they actually, they had a really good match, though. I thought this was good. I like that uh, Sasha and Bayley attacked right away because, you know, it it gave I like when matches start that way. It's depending on the story. I don't like to see it be like, oh, like this is a hot story and then they start off slow. So I was really happy that they kicked it off right away. Um the match itself was good, but I did I was expecting a little bit more though. I will say that.
0: There's some really good spots. It's it's refreshing to see Kyrie get a hot tag. I like that, really enjoyed that. She hit a double arm drag and slugged the shit out of Bailey in the corner. They did a double catapult on Kyrie into the plexiglass. That was probably spot of the match for me. That this- looked
2: really cool because you like saw it and then like the smack came in. Like yes. if you were like if I were about to throw slime on this camera, you would just like have that like moment.
0: It ruled, and I would say that was spot of the match until Kyrie hit that amazing elbow drop. Like my only qualm. Was there was a, a save attempt for Bailey and Kyrie, and it was mistimed. That seems to happen a lot with them, and I don't know why. But uh, Bailey saved the match. Uh, uh, Sasha had been put in an Oscar lock at one point too, and almost got tapped out. But then Banks applies the bank statement on Kyrie, got the win. Thought this was an excellent match. Bailey and Sasha continue to be some of the the best stuff in wrestling today. Oscar's great. Kyrie's great. The line drive says, feel like that was a missed opportunity for a title switch in the main event and to add tension for the Bailey sasha split with the possibility of Sasha to Raw. Well, here's the thing. I don't think they, they want to put the titles on them because I don't know what the hell's happening with Kyrie. And Asuka's already got a title. I don't think they, they need to do that. When they lose the belt, I think, I think they've got something in mind, Denise. But what do you think?
2: Yeah, it just didn't feel like I didn't feel it like it didn't feel like the right timing whatsoever. I just felt like there's I feel like they have bigger plans right now in store with with Bailey and Sasha that's gonna play in later on and we'll obviously know later on, but I just didn't really feel like it was the moment right now for the Kabuki Warriors.
0: Manny Santos says, Who do you think takes the title off of Sasha and Bailey? I know this is a shot in the dark, but I would actually love if it was Dakota and Raquel Gonzalez, because Raquel Gonzalez is really coming into her own on NXT and I think that they could I think they could really benefit and I think it would be it's one of those things where if it happens the way that I keep saying that I think it's going to happen it would be excused because Bailey would like dip out on saving Sasha and that would kind of make sense. Do you have any idea who who you think sh- well, it should be?
2: I like your idea mainly because every single week that I tune in to watch NXT it is clear that they are making Raquel a big mm-hmm. deal. And that has come across to me so fast that it makes me think that there's a possibility that that could happen down the line. And because of that, I don't necessarily hate that idea whatsoever.
0: Shady Highly T says Sasha and Banks backs may crumble under the weight of carrying the entire WWE through the COVID era. See, that's the thing. I think literally on 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 the story that's what will lead to Bailey not making that save in a tag title match. She'll say that the pressure's getting to her, and she just won't make that save because she's carrying everything. The Hebkin says, Dexter Loomis would make a great Legend Killer 2.0. I don't disagree with that at all. I, I think that he, he would be really good. Shady Highly T says, Kanye should be the next James Bond. <laughs> Matthew Garrett says, Christian Cage is one of my all-time favorites. He is underappreciated still patel ron six is it true that mexican coke is better than u.s coke i don't know but i drink mexican pepsi instead of uh uh, of regular bottled pepsi it's got more sugar in it it's fantastic it's what i prefer do you have a preference
2: the answer is yes 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 mexican coke all the way
0: i go to the mexican restaurant and i like they have the bottles like the plastic bottles then they have the imported Glass bottles, and they're always surprised and I pick up a glass bottle and I'm like, no buddy. I know what I'm doing here. I want that extra <laughs> sugar. I want that kick. Anakin says Denise World Order as if.
2: As Dude, if. I'm taking I'm I'm invading fightful man. This is gonna happen. I need to recruit some people mm. to join DWO here, okay? Damn. I'm gonna start putting in some feelers.
0: Colt Bidot says during Raw Talk, Kyrie is teasing and saying she's ready for Asuka if she retains. Inject that in my brain, or in my veins for SummerSlam. I wouldn't mind seeing that, or Bianca, or Shayna. All of them work against me. Possibilities
2: are endless right now.
0: Ryan Walden says, "I want to see Oscar defend against uh, Sane." Yeah, why not? I'm there. I'm for that. I would. I would like that. Shady says, "Confirmation that SRS can't pronounce highlight." What the hell are you talking about? You're wasting How'd your you money. How you
2: pronounce buddy. it? I
0: don't know. Matthew Garrett says, Joritos for the win. I assume that is an establishment.
2: It's Jaritos.
0: Ah, there you go. Well, you know what? I get <laughs> okay. the feeling you can say it a little bit better I than me.
2: You, I thought you were – I was like, Joritos? Doritos? Was that a miss <laughs> I was like, what is he talking about? Then I, like, I my know. brain went. I was like, oh, it's Harritos."
0: <laughs> oh my God. Corus, That's my
2: favorite moment ever.
0: Sami 97 says, Did they bring back Shayna and Bianca? Due to the five-year anniversary of the women's evolution, and what is your most underrated women's match? Mine is Becky versus Sasha at NXT TakeOver. I mean, that's not underrated. I mean, that's that's very highly rated. I say it a lot. Alundra Blaze versus Bull Nakano the night after WrestleMania 95 is a really good one. Go back to watch that. Do you have one that, that sticks out to you, Denise? As,
2: no, because all the ones I liked were properly rated. Like They weren't yeah. underrated whatsoever, so I'm going to say no.
0: Anakin says, New Warren Order is the Hollywood NWO and DWO is Wolfpack. <laughs> As if either are cool enough to pull that off.
2: Bro, it's happening.
0: Azo Smith says, Crazy that today is the five-year anniversary of Sasha, Charlotte, and Becky's debut. Genuinely inspiring how things have changed considering the main event. Yeah, I agree with that. And I'm glad that they're honoring the women that have done a lot of that work. But they also constantly remind us of how bad they fuck things up for years before that because you can't sit there and tell me that with gail kim beth phoenix natalia even characters like layla and michelle mccool michelle mccool and layla were the precursors to the iconics i mean they it was very similar and with with people like Eve Torres, who would have gotten better, A.J. Lee, who would have gotten better. You can't sit there and tell me that you could not have had a division that resembled this, especially if you just didn't hire people who couldn't wrestle during that period. It's very frustrating for me to look back and see people like Caitlin, who was brought up completely raw, and by the time she was done, became pretty good. The Bellas who both worked hard to get better. Nikki especially in the ring. Melina, who if the division was constructed much better, could have been could have been much better. Could have been really good. I thought Maurice was a great character. I thought that Alicia Fox could have developed much quicker than she actually did if they would have booked a division worth a damn back then. Mickey James is around back then. They had the ingredients to make a really great division, but instead they gave you the shit that they gave you for so long. Any yeah, thoughts? Yeah, and
2: it's, since then I think it's been pretty cool. Like today when like that was brought up, the memory was brought up on my timeline, I was just like, man, I can't believe it's only been such few short years where the, the women to me feel so important right now in terms of storyline, in terms of so much that it's almost like, it's weird to think that it's been so recent that since that's been a thing. like it, it doesn't feel natural to me at all. But it's weird because at the same time that's that's what we that's what we grew up with. So that's what it was, and now now seeing like everything that's happened, it's just it's it's honestly really awesome.
0: Marcus Ryan says thoughts on MVP and Lashley's team name, the Hurt Business. I love that name. I think that's a badass name.
2: I don't mind it.
0: Matthew Garrett says, Sean, grab a Joritos at the Mexican restaurant. And Eloquent <laughs> says, Joritos is amazing. Mandarin flavor, FTW.
2: <laughs> I'm dying with Joritos.
0: <laughs> well, you know what? I, I go to Taco Bell. I get the Joritos Locos Taco. That's what I do. I do
2: i'm dying this is that. that's hilarious
0: <laughs> so by the way there was a, a talking point in the chat because i mentioned that aw matches matter and someone put hello <laughs> no they don't yeah they do and somebody brought up mjf and said oh well he's undefeated he doesn't have a title shot when you're comparing this to wwe alistair black has been on the show for over a year and hasn't lost mjf Here and there until TV came around, he's going to get it. And if he doesn't, they're going to work in a reason why he doesn't get a title shot. And people are like, oh, well, YouTube matches shouldn't count. Well, I'll take somebody winning matches over local enhancement talent on YouTube over somebody losing and getting a title shot. That's that shit I hate. UFC, WWE, AEW. When somebody loses and they get a title shot, that pisses me off. Make sense of it. At least try to make sense of it. Damn, pissing me the hell
2: Hollywood off. Hollywood Salcedo is going to have to disagree. I don't uh, think that the YouTube matches should count. It doesn't Holly, mean,
0: Hollywood Salcedo can, can, can be, be wrong all w. you want.
2: Has to be credible, like they have to be. Like it has, to, you just can't be jobbers and then count and have it be an equal win, like somebody like Cody Rhodes who's having matches with other guys, and they don't equal. So what? The you same lose team.
0: instead? You lose to Kevin Owens and you get a title shot? You just it show up on Raw and you get a title shot?
2: It doesn't. I don't understand how certain opponents can equal the exact same as other. Oh, opponents. they they don't have well, to.
0: They don't so have I to. Agree
2: with that person.
0: But here's the thing: if. You're in the NBA, and you beat the worst team in the league, and you beat the best team in the league. Those wins are equal. You don't get, like, extra points for beating the Toronto Raptors.
2: Mathematically speaking, yes. But in terms of value, quality over quantity.
0: Of course. And here's my thing. Why not both? Why not both? Because when you get a title shot coming off of a loss, you don't have either. You don't have quality or quantity. You just got somebody that's like, oh, hey, you know what? I said I was going to defend this title against people who deserve it. And who'd they defend it against? The Big Show, who returned and hadn't won a match in forever. Who'd they defend it against? Seth Rollins, who lost at WrestleMania right before that. Who'd they defend it against? Dolph Ziggler, who just showed up. Like, that's weird to me. That's so weird to me. Hate it. Hate it. Now, does, should that be the, the standard, winning matches on YouTube? No. But, if you're setting up for a title match on like a dynamite or something, I'm like, okay. If that's how you're justifying it, them winning five matches over lesser talent, whatever. I'll take those five wins over one loss any day.
2: I can't. I can't. I'll. I'll I'll agree to disagree.
0: (laughs) I'm. I'm just. I'm curious as to why. Why would losing a match mean more than beating a jobber?
2: I just think that beating if you're going out there and you're beating three jobbers in a row, it just doesn't equal somebody beating another opponent that is not a jobber. Like I'd rather have. That's fine. But. I'd rather have somebody have that one big important win than three, than five wins that don't necessarily mean anything and that aren't on the exact, like, on the main show.
0: Me too, but that's not the WWE method. That's not what I'm talking about. Like, some of these people are comparing it to WWE's method of show up and get a title shot or Seth Rollins lost at WrestleMania and got a title shot. Like, that isn't that one big win, That's zero wins. That's not a win. That's you coming off the loss. You almost should never get a title match off of losing a match. To me, that's so weird. That's so weird. I'm not saying that like that the YouTube matches should be weighed evenly. I'm saying that if you want to use that as a crutch, that's what it's there for. It's there to rack up wins, rack up wins, rack up wins. And on WWE programming, so often... You just see it. Oh, well, they've lost a bunch of matches in a row. Here's a title shot. And it's not like an open challenge thing. It's Drew McIntyre coming out and saying, Oh, well, I'm going to give it to people who deserve it. And then instead you got three people that have been losers. And I'm like, what, well, what's the point? Why, why isn't Alistair Black getting a title shot right now? Doesn't just make, not the time. Doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. Azo Smith says, "I've seen on Twitter that Banks and Bailey are the modern day DX. Do you see that or no? No, I don't see that whatsoever. Um, I just so much of DX was that they were raunchy and they were opposite of everything that WWF was at that point. Any any thoughts with you?
2: I think he, I think more in like the cool terms. Like, yeah, I see it. Like they're cool, but yeah, I think it's two different types of uh, two different types of things that sure. they're presenting. Though you, I don't think you can compare them."
0: Anakin JMT says, I'd rather see someone who get who beats Jobbers get a top contender match over a straight title match. Me too. I'm just saying if you use it as a crutch, that's fine. It makes more sense than getting one off of a loss. But we've got a lot of losers on Extreme Rules 2020 because that's how WWE books them. Speaking of, Apollo Cruz, who just lost, defends his title against MVP, who lost every match this year until he beat Apollo Cruz who do you think wins this and do you think this match even happens cuz we haven't seen Cruz for 2 weeks
2: i i just think that it definitely has to be apollo cruz like i just don't understand why mvp i i mean i understand why he's in the match obviously storyline purposes but i just i see him better as a mouthpiece like i don't see him winning championships right now
0: seth rollins oh by the way i'm picking apollo cruz seth rollins who has lost Almost all of his matches of late. Takes on Ray Mysterio who lost his eye. In an eye for an eye match. I think Ray Mysterio is winning this. I think it's got to be Ray. It adds a new dimension to Seth Rollins.
2: I think it's going to be Seth Rollins that wins. Because I just... I'm seeing it more in terms of... I cannot see Seth Rollins with the eye patch thing. And I know that... Kevin, Owens no made a nod today, but I just don't work. working. I can see it working a lot more with Rey Mysterio. He already has that one night covered. Okay, yeah. he can get the second one covered. So because of that, I'm going with Seth Rollins.
0: A Wyatt-Swamp fight. Braun Strowman takes on Bray Wyatt, who, keep in mind, lost his last match against Braun Strowman.
2: But Braun Strowman is an important competitor. It's not like he lost against some jobber. Sure. So
0: why are we doing it again? Why? Why? Why isn't Braun defending his title here against a worthy challenger instead of the guy that he just beat?
2: But rematches are not an issue, though. You can have a rematch.
0: But it's not even for the title, and it's two months later.
2: Yeah but still they can still do it That's why they have the swamp fight They're incorporating like, this new element
0: <laughs> Okay Sure Bray probably wins this Because it's in a swamp Any thoughts?
2: Uh, definitely Bray
0: I think so too Bailey defends against Nikki Cross I am very excited for this match uh, God, I think Bailey's going to win But I think this is going to be a badass match I'm excited think- for this
2: yeah, I think this one's going to be really good, but I definitely see Bailey winning. And I do think that Sasha will help her get this win.
0: To the contrary, Asuka defends her Raw Women's Championship against Sasha Banks. I think Bailey accidentally costs Sasha the title. I think we're on the same page here.
2: Yeah, I was thinking like, yeah, like the opposite. Exactly. So I do think that the winner for this match will also be Asuka.
0: Drew McIntyre defends his championship against a guy who keeps losing, Dolph Ziggler. There ain't no way Dolph wins this match.
2: Definitely, Drew.
0: That's Extreme Rules. We are here on Sunday. I'm here Saturday for uh, Impact Slammiversary as well. It keeps rolling all week long, guys. AEW Fight for the Fallen, NXT. We got a UFC show that night. SmackDown Friday. UFC and Impact Saturday. WWE Sunday and WWE Monday again. Jesus. (laughs) Leonza Duncan says, Denise, Clippers Nation all day, every day, our year.
2: I just have a thumbs down.
0: (laughs) Drew Nicholas says, When in any sport does a loser get into the playoffs, Super Bowl, or World Series? That's what I'm saying. They got to matter. But I'll tell you what matters. Denise's YouTube channel matters. You all should check it out. Tell the people what's up
2: youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo. come on over. I'm, I'm like, 50 or 60-ish, 70-ish, somewhere around there. I'm like a couple subscribers away from getting to 28,000. Nice. So come on over. Come subscribe. I've been posting tons of new content, and I've been posting content more that's also uh, evergreen, so that I'm hoping that it sort of racks up some views. But I have some new stuff coming up. I just watched Warrior Nun on Netflix, so I'm going to be posting the re- the recap of that tomorrow. So you guys are seeing like lots of TV stuff and uh, potential interviews that are also coming up and lots of other random news. Bits and stuff like that so come on over youtube.com slash denise salcedo and i've also been super active on twitter and instagram so if you guys want to come follow me on there I'm. Uh, oh my god i forgot my own username i was ha. like i'm i'm <laughs> i'm at underscore denise salcedo
0: <laughs> azo smith says brain says oscar heart says sasha i'm going with oscar guys i got a big interview coming this week as well i mentioned all those ones that that are on the channel, share them, like them. If you thumbs it up, if you leave comments, that helps the algorithm. I think, I don't know, who the hell knows. But uh, do all that stuff, it really helps. Fightfulselect.com also helps. But you know what else also helps? If you go to com and you get an erection thanks to Blue Chew, I mean I mean, I didn't segue into it, but I mean, it does help us. If you were to go to BlueChew.com and you were to say, you know what? I think I want an erection. I think that's what I want. I think I want an erection. I think I want a strong sexual performance. I want to deliver. I want to deliver like the mailman that fucks. If you all are unfamiliar with the mailman that fucks, well, (laughs) you know what? Let me educate you. Blue Chew comes with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work, but they can work a lot faster because it's a chewable. It gets into your system a lot faster, so it can be ready whenever you are. It's prescribed online, shipped straight to your door. I've said it time and time again. You don't need to be at the doctor if you're not sick. You don't got to be sick to use Blue Chew. You don't have to have a problem to use Blue Chew. It's for that performance. And ship straight to your door discreetly. So that mailman's not going to know what's up. But maybe that mailman's got eyes for you. Maybe that mailman's like, hey, buddy, when you got there? And you're like, you don't know because it's discreet, this package is. But my package isn't discreet. Come on in. Come on in. (laughs) And you'll say... Hey, postman buddy, I'll leave a package by your back door. Consent required. What?
2: Did I I just hear that right?
0: Wait, what?
2: (laughs) Wait, I'm sorry. You're going to have to repeat that line.
0: I think that mailman that fucks would probably like a discreet package left by his back door. He would handle it with care. But there ain't going to be nothing fragile about dat dick when you use bluechew.com code fightful let me tell you that's all you're gonna hear about from now on the mailman that fucks bluechew.com code fightful let them know you heard about them for much your first shipment free just pay five dollars shipping the line drive says big e's mailman delivering that blue chew. yes he would uh, Jordan King says, waiting on the mailman right now. Well, let me tell you, when the mailman is waiting on you, you will come on your own time. <laughs> Anakin says, Sean, did you get my clip out from, of the rant from Friday show? I did. I got to find a good time to upload it. Leonza Duncan says, I like Sasha to win the, the title for a couple weeks, then Bailey to cost her the title and bring up that she's never won a defense. Helping the breakup. Ooh, that is a good point. That is a good point. And Atticus says, "I think Denise died from this ad."
2: Yeah, I think this mm. one. This one's up there. I think this one's top top two.
0: <sighs> Thank you, guys. <sighs> We're out.